Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Setting the standard for weekend news talk radio. This is the Roy Green Show along the Chorus Radio Network. In our next hour, top of the hour, Kevin O'Leary is going to be joining us. Mr. O'Leary has expressed interest in uh, running for the leadership of the Conservative Party of Canada. And according to Rana Ambrose, the interim leader of the CPC, they've had some conversations previously, and I looked at a couple of Mr. O'Leary's um, interviews on YouTube. Previously, he said he's a political agnostic. I guess not any longer. And, and I know there are people, I tweeted this yesterday, and somebody wrote that they're scared. Why? Why? If, uh, if he does run to lead the uh, CPC, the Conservative Party of Canada, and if he wins, he would have to um, run in a by-election to get a seat, and then you get to know him as the leader of the opposition. And there would be plenty of opportunity by the time you get to the next federal election campaign to make a decision. Maybe there are people who didn't particularly like him on Dragon's Den. I don't know. But it would be a very interesting situation. I had this thought. It would be a very interesting situation. Should Donald Trump win in the United States and in three years' time, the Conservative Party of Canada, led by Kevin O'Leary, win here. Then you'd have Donald Trump as the President of the United States and Kevin O'Leary as the Prime Minister of Canada. Talk about a different dynamic. So we'll talk to Kevin O'Leary in our uh, next hour. We'll talk to him about his political interest. Talk to him as well about the economic realities this country faces now. And what he would do. If Kevin O'Leary woke up as the Prime Minister of this country, woke up at 24 Sussex Drive, and were faced with uh, briefing papers that said, you know, this economy's in trouble, oil continues to uh, tank, what's the approach? Mr. O'Leary had issues with the Premier of Alberta. So he'll join us at the top of the next hour. Let me get back to the lotteries. And this is personal. This is my story now. And I tweeted earlier in the week that I was heading off to the United States. I really became um, <laughs> super interested in the Powerball. And again, I'm not a gambler. I don't have that gambling gene. I can walk into a casino and walk right back out again and not spend a dime. Done it many times. Or done it several times. But I'll also sit down at the blackjack table, win a couple of bucks, a couple of hands, and leave. 
So I got really interested, though, in the Powerball. There were so many news stories, and I thought, you know, a little story here for me would be maybe on the weekend. I will drive across the border. I'll drive to the United States, and I'll buy some Powerball tickets. At some point, the dollar figure becomes so insane that it's not a game of chance anymore. (laughs) I think you can legitimately call it a shot at investment. I'm joking. Anyway, $1.5 billion U.S. $2 billion Canadian. So I, um, I drove across to the United States, and I, did, I bought something else that I wanted. I was thinking about getting. I'm, I'm selling, uh, I've told you, I'm moving back to Ontario, so selling the house in Quebec, and I needed to get a rug for the floor. So I know this place my wife and I used to go to, and so I went there and I, I got a rug. But I stopped at, the, uh, at a convenience store, and I walked in and said, uh, I want some Powerball tickets. Nobody, there was no lineup, nothing. But I wasn't on the, in, a, in a border town. I was a little further into the state. So the uh, cashier was very pleasant. We talked a little bit about, uh, about, the, uh, about the jackpot, and she handed me a little slip of paper, which verified the jackpot was at $1.5 billion. And I said, please give me 50 Powerball tickets. And I figured I'd spend 50 bucks. I'm not a gambler. I buy lottery tickets three or four times a year, and that's as far as it goes with me. But I figured I'd shoot 50 bucks U.S., so I had 40%. And I take a run at this. So I said, uh, give me 50, 50 Powerball tickets. She said, uh, is, is, is this for a group or for just for you? I said, just for me. So she printed out all the tickets, and it comes out in, um, in four, four slips. And she said, that's $100. I said, no, I wanted 50 tickets. And she said, that is 50 tickets, sir. I said, no, I thought the tickets were a dollar each. No, they're $2, but if you want to uh, just take 50 of them, I'm sure that we can sell them to somebody else, the other ones. It's not a problem. (laughs) I said, yes, it is. It's a big problem. Because if I leave those 50 tickets here, I know very well what's going to happen. I'll have my own version of Joel Ifrigan. One of the 50 tickets that I, or one of the uh, one of the 25 tickets that I leave here, is going to win the Powerball, and I'll be listening to the radio, and it's going to name the town and name the store where the ticket was sold, and it'll be this town and this store, and I'll know it was my ticket. So no, I'll give you a hundred bucks, and I'll take the 50 tickets. You can talk yourself into anything, folks. But I proved the point. So I got the uh, I got the I got the hundred tickets. Some of my friends wanted to buy some. I tweeted that I wasn't going to not sell them to them for the same reason. If I sell them a ticket, I know what's going to happen. It's going to beat the two hundred ninety-two million dollar or two hundred ninety-two million odds to one, and it'll win. And I'll be stuck with a lousy five bucks because they offered me five bucks, so I had a little profit. I said no. No, no. So I kept the tickets. And I did win. I'm very proud of myself. I did win. I beat odds of 92 to 1. I had the Powerball and one other number. I got four bucks. So at the exchange, 
<laughs> and it's like $5.60. So I'm out $94.50, $0.40. Now, I don't feel like I need to go to confession here, but I received an email from someone, I guess, who listens to the show, because they sent it to the email address, and I'd only I'd only put it on Twitter, so they had to be they have to be following me on Twitter, and then sent an email because they wanted to write more than 140 characters. In fact, they wrote more than 140 words. I was afraid it was going to be more than 140 paragraphs or pages because it droned on and on and on and on about what an immoral character I am. It droned on and on and on and on and told me that I was attacking, literally attacking the the morals of civilized society by buying lottery tickets for this grotesque, I'm paraphrasing because I deleted the email, I wish I hadn't, I'd like to read it to you, but I'm pretty close, that I was, that I participated in this grotesque um, theatrical effort to engage people's greed and avarice and chase an insane number, an insane amount of money. And what would I do with the money? I don't know. I'd give the same dumb answers other people give. Because you think in certain terms. You think in terms that you understand, terms that, that you live within. I'm not going to say, well, I'm going to buy myself a, um, a submarine from military surplus. No, I'll say stuff like, oh, I go and buy, you know, I'd, I'd get a, I'd, I'd buy a house, a new house on the lake. I'd buy, you know, and I would make sure that I gave money to, and I have charitable efforts that I have in mind. If I ever win, I have charities that I already have picked out that I'm going to leave money to give money to. And they're in my will. So I have that all planned. But this email went on and on and on about what a terrible human being I am. How people like, it's people like me who give civilization a bad name. I'm I'm not exaggerating. So I'm just curious whether there's a general feeling that buying lottery tickets is a bad thing. Whether driving to the United States to buy tickets for the $2 billion Canadian Powerball, $1.5 billion U.S., is a bad and immoral thing to do. And whether, in your opinion, my ultimately purchasing the 50 Powerball tickets and paying the $100 was contributing to the downfall of society. Maybe you feel that way. Maybe you think there's something wrong with my having spent the hundred bucks. And maybe and not having bought two or three tickets for four or six dollars. Triple eight two two five eight two five five is my number. Triple eight two two five eight two five five. Toronto area four one six eight seven oh sixty four hundred eight seven oh sixty four hundred area code four one six. It'll work for you in the rest of Canada, too. You may have to, you know, pay a few cents if you call that number. Toll-free is one 225 8255 and 416-870-6400. 
there's something wrong with what I did because this thing went on and on and on. It took commitment to write that email. It took enthusiasm. It took words I don't understand. I had to look them up. And they were in combination. And I'm not so bad with the English language. However, this was a this was a project for this person. Should I have just did I do something wrong? I'll just ask you that question. Did I do something wrong? Triple A two two five eight two five five four one six eight seven oh sixty four hundred. We're not gonna ask you what you're gonna say when you call. You can let me have it with both barrels. Or you can jump across the line and be on my side. It's your call. Emails to Roy at RoyGreenShow.com. Maybe I shouldn't have said that. We'll come back. From hard news to pop culture, he's got you covered. The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. I was walking down the street when out the corner of my eye I saw a pretty little thing approaching me. Are you not seeing anything from me on Twitter during the show today? I apologize, but we've had a bit of a software issue. And uh, we'll get that resolved after the show, but I cannot uh, cannot access some things. We'll get it all worked out. Next time you're on uh, my RoyGreenShow.com webpage, maybe downloading a show segment, which you can do anytime, do something for yourself. Click on the green Sierrasil tab. You'll instantly be linked to Sierrasil.ca, where you'll find the permanent solution to your daily joint pain misery, and it is misery. Try opening a jar with fingers challenged by joint pain. And you know that stuff you've been using? Well, you're in pain, so that's all that needs to be said about the stuff you've been spending hard-earned dollars on. While you're on the CRSL.ca site, have a close look at the information about the new Joint Formula Active with Curcumin, as well as Joint Formula 14, which I've been using with great success for more than four years. It's time you try CRSL, which for most Canadians brings true joint pain relief. And if for any reason you're not convinced... There's a money-back commitment from Sierra Sill. There's sierrasill.ca. You can also call 1-877-ROY-1020. Stop by a Rexall Pharmacy in Ontario, a London drugs outlet in the West, or natural product retailers coast-to-coast. And for your pet's joint pain, Sierra Sill Pet Cheers. Now, they're out of the big bottles right now, but if you buy one small bottle, they'll send you two. Be joint pain-free with Sierra Sill. 1-877-ROY-1020. Okay, mes amis, let's go to your calls and see if I did, in your view, did anything wrong by spending $100 American or 10 million Canadian for the uh, lottery tickets and winning four bucks. Let's go to Patrick on line eight, who's in Edmonton. Hey, Patrick. Hey, hi, Roy. How are you, sir? Um, I'm very good. Uh, My take on this is that, you know, money... Money. I'm in your corner on this one because money is morally neutral. You know, there's no um, when we get possession of it, that's when there's a moral value placed on money. So uh, you could do, as you said or pointed out, you could do many wonderful things with that money, and you could alleviate all kinds of suffering and, I and help a lot of people. I would have. I would have, exactly. Patrick. I would have. I promise. Exactly, and I'm sure most people would. Yes, sir. Now. And, um, okay, I, I, Patrick, I'm going to move along because I want to get as many callers on as possible. So I didn't yeah. blow anything. I didn't do anything that was anti-society. No, I'm in your corner, like I say, unless we're both uh, anti-society, but I doubt it. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate your call. Thank you very much. Patrick in Edmonton on line one. I'm going to tell the studio which lines I'm going to. 
It's the software issue. Guys, put me on line one, Ryan in Scarborough, Ontario. Ryan, go ahead. Hi, uh, how are you? Good, sir. How are you doing? I'm good, thanks. Uh, I, I honestly think that that uh, emailer is the book that's wrong with society nowadays. Like, I mean, it, the problem is, is everybody's trying to, you know, force their thoughts on everybody else these days. Who's to tell you how much money, you know, you can spend on whatever you want? You, you work hard for your money, you know what I mean? That's your money. Yeah, it is my money. And would I have been stupid, Ryan, to walk away from 25 tickets? Because you know what would have happened, man. Oh, of course. It's Murphy's Law, buddy. It would, and you know what? You know what Murphy's 23rd law is? What's that? Nothing is foolproof because fools are so ingenious. There you go, buddy. Thanks, Ryan. No problem. Have a good one, man. Troy Green Show Chorus Radio Network. In uh, Toronto, let's go to line eight again. JP's in Toronto. Put JP up. Hey, JP. Hey, Roy. How are you? Good, sir. How are you doing? Good. Not too bad. Am I a no, bad guy? Well, it depends who it's coming from. Is that an American comment or a Canadian comment? Canadian. It figures, Roy. Uh, we in Canada are so polite but so damn bad at customer service, and we're all jealous what everybody else gets. Instead, <laughs> That's true. Americans... They say it's the land of opportunity. Here in Canada, it's the land of losers. Thank you. Thank you for the call. Bye-bye. Appreciate it, JP. What, what land of losers? I don't know, but there's JP's opinion. But you know what happens? You can, if you want to lose weight, right? You want to lose weight. You lose 20 pounds. You know what happens? Some guy will walk up to you and say, "You don't look so good." That's the guy who's eating stuff in his face with chips and pop all day long, is wandering around with a 48-inch waist, and he's given you the gears because you had the Personal commitment to lose some weight. You don't look so good. Let's go to Sue on line two in Newmarket, Ontario. Sue. Hey, how are you today? I'm 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 poorer than I wanted to be. <laughs> I guess so. Well, look at the lottery. Is for me personally, if I spend money on lottery tickets, which I don't that often, which I wish I did a little bit more, it's a feeling of hope. It's a feeling of wow. I wonder if I get a chance to win. So I think it feels like a, a little opportunity at something that you don't normally have, a little bit of dreaming involved. So that's how I look at it. Also, um, you know what? There's also a trillion grants that a lot of uh, small organizations and lots of kids involved and good things, because of the lottery, they actually get an opportunity to make some money to put towards new band instruments or, you know, all kinds of different now, things. Now, there's a lot of things you can do. Yeah, there's a, but, but you know what, Sue? I could have bought, I could have bought the... Uh, the enjoyment factor for four bucks, I didn't need to spend a hundred. And I didn't intend to spend a hundred. I was quite willing to spend fifty, but I'm, I'm going to say to you again if I'd walked away from those 25 tickets, I'm convinced one of them would have won. Yeah, there it is. That's the, uh, that Murphy's Law that uh, one of your other callers had mentioned. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Yes, ma'am. Thank you, Sue. You're welcome. All the best in Newmarket, Ontario. Murphy's 23rd Law. Write it down. It's true. Nothing is foolproof. And why? Because fools are so ingenious. Nothing is foolproof. We're going to take a break. So I'm going to assume that most of you are on my side. And I'm hoping that the person who sent me that missive is listening. So resend it. If you still got it, resend it. Because I want to read the whole thing on the air tomorrow, if you still have it. We'll come back and tell you about the next hour after this.